Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week four preview of the Sickos Committee podcast. As always, I'm Jordan. I'm VP of Graphic Design and apparently weird statistics as well as today. <laughs> With me tonight is Commissioner Escalante and special Pittsburgh correspondent, Pit Girl. Pit Girl, how you doing? All right. How are you lovely folks tonight? Hanging on for dear life. Just just relaxing, enjoying the end of this day, this this maddening day, but... Not related to college football, though. This week, we have dubbed it Irk Week because it's not quite rivalry week, but it's for playing teams that just kind of irk you. Things that teams that just sort of like get under your skin are weird, are those rivalries that either you dread because they're always gross or because they're just sort of the thorn in your side. Also, a really weird mix of games because some teams are like getting in the conference schedule, like Pac-12 is taking off into conference schedule. But then we have things like Toledo tra- traveling to San Diego. So, okay, that's happening too. And it's not like other Mac teams are playing Mac games. Like, they're playing Mac games. It's just this weird combination. We're not quite in conference schedule yet. No, it's it's a weird amalgamation of, of games. So some have jumped into conference play, as you stated. And then some are just playing these weird, like, Mountain West versus Mac matchups, which... We need more of those. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I just looking at the schedule, it's a lot of fun, but it's weird. And then then there's like the rivalry games that were like rescheduled that used to be at the end of the year. And then now they're they're at the beginning of the year. So I feel like with the conference realignment and stuff, these standard rivalries that you used to have around Thanksgiving are, are going to change a little bit. And this is kind of a few of those that have, have changed. Some are normally in the beginning of the year because they're out of conference, but Ones that are actually in conference uh, being played this early, it's just kind of strange, just not traditional. There's always a couple that I feel like are always very early, like like Elastico is always early. Colorado, Colorado State tends to be early too, if I remember correctly. It's usually week one or two. But then Mm -hmm. there's like this set that's like week three, four, five, where, yeah, okay, every Big Ten game's a rivalry. Okay, every SEC game's a rivalry. But I'm talking about some other ones. So this is going to be an interesting tasting menu of a bunch of games we find interesting, but also those irksome games, games that just sort of really it's irk week. Those two hard K sounds at the end are great. Mild annoyance all the way around, just in terms of scheduling and in terms of individual games. That's where we're at right now. Live your best life. Uh, We're going to open with one that we are extremely concerned about watching (laughs) the battle for the wooden boot. As it is known amongst aficionados. It's really called the Battle on, on the Bayou. It's or, called the Battle, uh, yeah. the Battle of the Bayou. Uh, the Battle of the Bayou. And it's the Raging Cajuns versus, you know, ULM. And it's been going on for a long time before they both were like originating members of the Sun Belt in the FBS. Mm-hmm. So they, they've they played a ton. And they there allegedly was a, a trophy for this it's called the wooden boot, and we couldn't. We tried to scour the internet to find a picture of this wooden boot that they supposedly play for, and so I, I spoke with like a, a northeastern Louisiana uh, news news star, somebody used to work to the for the news star in Monroe, and he had some clues on where this wooden boot was. There was actually a picture from the two thousand two, very grainy old newspaper clipping of somebody's allegedly holding the boot, but it's not like a clear picture. So you can't really see it. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember 2002 looking that grainy. I swear to God. I was there. (laughs) I was at that game. I'll just say that. (laughs) I was was at that that game. Was that that game very grainy in your memory? 
you know, um, it yeah, may have actually been, no. she may have been. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, maybe <laughs> now thinking about it, I don't. She I don't. She might have just looked like that. Did it? You never know. I I. I I guess every time I go back and watch something from TV from that time period, I, it's always it's for that like pre HD moment where I'm like, wow, oh. we used to watch TV like this or watching sports from 2002. Yeah, and going this, like, I can't see anything. And this and this was supposedly good at the time, right? So I spoke with you know I basically in the Twitter mentions in this situation, supposedly a former ULM coach has the wooden boot with him in his house outside of Farmerville, Louisiana, in Lake Darborn. Um, I think I may have said that right or wrong. I, I apologize. You know, whatever. I, I said it correct or right. In, in this situation, I don't know what former ULM coach has it. There's like three around the time. Okay. So it could, it could have been Charlie Weathersby. I, I believe uh, there was Todd Berry involved. And then there was the one from the 2002. I'm trying to remember <laughs> his name from that game because we could actually have confirmation of it. Uh, and that was the only game they won that whole year. Wait, the only game they won was, was Battle of the Bayou? Battle, yeah, that was it. Two thousand two. That's impressive. Okay, that was, it. Was you're going to win one game? The rivalry game. Yeah, I I went to school there, so that was uh, definitely not a great ULM team. Uh, it was uh, Bobby Kiesler was the coach there. Sure. And, yeah, I'm sorry, they were uh, they were three and nine. I sold them short. They were three. That's. Uh, <laughs> But the next year they were one in eleven, and they beat uh, Louisiana Lafayette or That's the cool. Raging Cajuns at the time. So I got the two years confused. So I don't know if this trophy still exists. Supposedly, I, I, I'm just imagining this in like somebody's hunting cabin, and it's on like yeah. a mantle somewhere, and we'll probably never see it again. It's it's in the place where the missing trophies go. So like That's it's right. hanging out in the ether somewhere with the five dollar bits of broken chair trophy and the civil conflict trophy. That's the original all one. Yeah, the, the original one. Yeah, in the in the room uh, full of lost things together, commiserating about how no one loves them anymore. Was one in eleven the worst season you sat through? I think the one in two thousand one was worse for me personally. Uh, what they they only had one win and they beat Nichols barely. Oh, ouch! Barely. Uh, I actually went to the game that they played Tennessee at Tennessee first time mm-hmm. in Neyland Stadium. Tennessee beat them seventy to three. I, I can I can never hear Rocky Top ever again. If I hear it, I have to oh, like turn so the TV much. on mute. It was too much. It like rained halfway through the game, so they're down like forty nine nothing at halftime, and they kicked the sad field goal to not get shut out at, on the first drive of the second half. Which at least it wasn't the fourth quarter, but it was forty nine three, and they make the field goal, and and then it, it rained off and on throughout the game. It was just not a ULM intercepted them the the first possession. I was like, all right, and then oh, it just went all downhill from there. There was a few block punts. You know what? That sounds suspiciously like the Texas game we went to. ULM intercepts yeah. on the first drive. Yep. Gets, gets, and then it just rapidly devolves. Well, I mean, ULM intercepted Heisman winner Bryce Young twice last week. There you go, ULM. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Got to do it. So people are saying there are no bayous in Monroe. Is that true? There's one that goes directly through campus. Okay, people like, are lying. Got liars no, out it's, there. It's, it's a thing of the, the Raging Cajuns do. Uh, the Raging Cajun fans do. They're like, there's no bayous in Monroe. There's one directly through the campus. So, I mean, it's the stadium is like basically you're you're less than like 0.2 miles away. And that's where the ULM water ski team does. And then we, there's a video of Terry Bowden fly fishing in that's a right. kayak yes. on the bayou. Yes, yes. So that the bayou is real, I promise you. And there's a lot of like, like wetland park around. And, and of course, Duck Dynasty a lot of duck hunting in the area. So there's a lot of 
you know, wetlands and, and marsh areas. So yes, there's bayous there. So sorry, Raging Cajun fans. And also, if you if you guys are wondering, uh, you know, we, we have very strict style guides here at the Sickos Committee, and the commissioner requires us to refer to them as the Raging Cajuns with no name of the school by punishment of having our things deleted and edited to hell. Because I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that we understand that, that school has other names, but we refer to yes. them only as the Raging Cajuns. We we try, but you know, again, it's just a it's just a simple name. That's their nickname. I'll call yeah. them the Raging Cajuns. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I'd prefer if we could, you know, the the former directionals were northeastern Louisiana and then southwestern Louisiana. I, I wish we could just call it North and South Louisiana. I mean, instead of two directions, it's only one. And then ULM can become NLU and the Raging Cajuns can go back to USL. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know if they want to do that. Uh, the, the Cajuns prefer the, the one singular name. So so UL, ULM was Northeastern? Northeastern Louisiana University. La- yes. uh, uh, the Raging Cajuns, I'll bleep that. Yes. The Raging I'll Cajuns bleep- were, so Lafayette was what? Southwestern Louisiana. Southwestern. And so there's still a Southeastern and there's still a Northwestern. That's right. Those are still FCS teams. Okay, cool. Yep. I think Oklahoma has the same. I think Oklahoma has like the four directional, like Southeast, Northeast. I think Oklahoma has those too. It's interesting because all of the like the directionals that you guys are talking about, like became not directionals and yeah. the Pennsylvania state state system of higher ed schools are in the process of becoming directionals right? because it's weird. campuses are getting merged together. So like Bloomsburg, Mansfield and Lock Haven are becoming Penn North. And mm-hmm. then some of the other ones are out West. So like Edinburgh and Calu and one of the other ones that I'm forgetting, sorry, Pashy folks, are becoming Penn West, which sounds so much like an Amtrak line and not a university. And Penn North, Penn North sounds like something on a Monopoly table. Yeah. Like a Monopoly board, yeah. Penn North Railroad. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> and Penn West uh, Railroad. That's right. But, but obviously, the Battle of the Bayou is really over water skiing supremacy. That's right. It's it's a big water skiing, big water skiing rivalry. So ULM has 29 water skiing national titles out of the 42 years that they've had that. Bama wishes they could be there. Bama wishes they could do that. That's right. Now the Raging Cajuns are up and coming in their program. They have eight. So there's 42 years and two teams basically have won over 35 titles. And that the real battle of the Bayou takes place uh, on the Bayou in the water skiing, apparently. That's that's one thing. And I just wanted to, to mention something that's that's completely... Uh, not necessarily associated with the water skiing thing, but I just wanted to say that we were the loudest table. So that's that's an inside joke to some folks uh, that will understand it if they hear that that we were the loudest table. Definitely at a karaoke event. We're still upset about that. Another irksome game coming up is the Houston Hate Week, the battle for the Bayou Bucket. Rice looks yeah. feisty. I mean, it's just battles of bayous all, all week. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Well, let's let's be honest here, like going like Houston has its bayous, but and, and Houston, I love you, but Houston's just an armpit of a city because of the humidity. <laughs> and it's just gross. I spent enough time down there the last couple of weeks that I've forgotten how hu- humid that city is. I have spent exactly two days in Houston and it was like late September 2019. I walked into and out of a Target. My glasses fogged up and I've never had that happen. And I live in central Pennsylvania, which also gets incredibly humid and gross in the summer, but not yeah. like that. Not like that. It is a totally different, awful thing. It's yeah. A, it's like, especially if like there's a thunderstorm that comes by for like 30 minutes. That's the worst And part. then 
And then you step outside after that thunderstorm, just steam rising everywhere. <laughs> it's it's nuts. And yeah, it's it, yeah, you're you're a little damp there. So the, the bayou bucket. I mean, like, is there something in the bucket? Or is it just a bucket? I assume it's it's empty, but I assume Dana's gonna use it for something if he wins it. Oh yeah. It's it's Definitely. gonna be it's gonna be like six coronas and some ice that's half melted. He's gonna he's gonna go to Hooters and then just use that bucket and they'll just put beer in that bucket and he'll just just kick back and, and drink the beer out of it. Or if he really wants to get feisty, get like a giant Red Bull and, and vodka and, and mix it in there mm-hmm. and scoop it up like that. Maybe he can do that. But no, rice looks great. I mean, they beat the Raging Cajuns last last week. That was kind of unexpected. It, it probably shouldn't have been as close because Rice turned the ball over a bunch. Maybe they got a shot to win the Bayou Bucket. And, and, and shout out to your girlfriend, Dirty Rice. Girlfriend, Dirty Rice from Houston. Oh, yeah. That's right. He made an off offhand joke that it sounded like one of his ex-girlfriends in one pod. I'm going to keep bringing that back up every time we talk about Rice. Girl, Dirty Rice. <laughs> every podcast is somebody's first. That's yeah. right. I got I to gotta <laughs> repeat that. It is at Houston Stadium, so it's not at like the cavernous, falling apart Rice Stadium, which yo is gonna hurt the Rice crowd. Rice, the joke, the thing about Rice's stadium, I think, I think it's still true, is that if you took the tarps off and used the full, I think the upper deck is actually condemned at this point too. But you could actually fit every Rice alum, living and dead, in that stadium. Hmm. Like Rice is a tiny school, like undergrad, it's like three thousand people, maybe four. Oh, yeah. so it's tiny. Fun. It's not like Tulsa small. Like Tulsa is the smallest in 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 FBS for sure, but it's small. But and they built that Rice Stadium. It was it was not a, it wasn't a public works project, but it was built in like the fifties, and it was built like like they hosted a Super Bowl there. Like it's a it's a big ass stadium. I think they um, hosted multiple Super Bowls there. Honestly, I, I, I think I, th- I think it was just one. Just one. Okay. I think, I think Maybe it was I, got just one. Can, I got that confused with Tulane Stadium then. So it may it may have been. Um, but they hosted a Super Bowl there. Like it's a it's a giant stadium for what it is. I said I think the top deck is condemned at this point. Like it is way too big for what Rice needs. Eventually they will bring it down. But I think it's a landmark, which is also the problem. So, Rice's stadium is the new Legion Field. You heard it here first. There we go. I, I would not be I would not be surprised if there were bats and possums and probably undergrads living there at this point. <laughs> maybe some out and maybe some owls. Uh, if we travel up I forty five, we get to the other. Hate week in Texas. The Battle of the Cast Iron Skillet. TCU and SMU. I didn't realize it, but I am wearing my TCU Homefield shirt today. Oh. Again, not a sponsor, just own way too many of their shirts. Same. Friend of the pod, Homefield Apparel. Friend of the, exactly. friend of the pod. If we keep shit talking Indiana, they're not going to be a friend of the pod much longer, just so we're clear. <laughs> they are, this game is extra spicy because of what happened last year. TCU let go of Gary Patterson, who they'd already built the statue for, or at least were on their way to. Gary Patterson had his, you know, his purple swimming, like frog-shaped swimming pool in his backyard. And all of a sudden, he's no longer the coach there. He's wearing orange. And now Sonny Dykes drove the 30 miles across the Metroplex and is now head coach at TCU from SMU. Is this game being played at SMU? No, I think this year is at TCU, but let me double check. I think last year's was it. I know there was like a big fracas at at the end and Gary Patterson said that somebody hit one of their coaches and then it it found out it wasn't true, but Gary Patterson didn't back down from it. And it was just a weird scenario towards the end there at TCU. Um, I lied to you. This one is at SMU. It's at at Gerald Ford, not that one stadium. That's my favorite (laughs) fact about SMU. Like their stadium is named for Gerald Ford. And you would think it's the president, but it's not. It's just some billionaire with the same name, Gerald Ford. And he's the the reason for the stadium. 
extra funny and extra confusing because Gerald Ford, the president, played football for Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it throws people off every time they see it. So when somebody watches the game, they're like, Gerald Ford? Is it that Gerald Ford? No, I, I, I still do that the, the Gerald Ford double take, which is weird. But Do you guys know why it's the cast iron skillet game? I do not, and I would love I, to learn. I do, but please, please inform the uh, the representative from Pitt. So basically, the, the way the story goes that, that some SMU fan at a tailgate outside the stadium was cooking frog's legs in a cast iron skillet, as one does. And the TCU fans thought that that was so uncalled for and uncouth that they bet the skillet and that became the trophy. I love it. 10 out of 10. Right. Like, the, like, like again, we're, we're, we're back at the best trophy is shit nailed to a board. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a cast iron skillet with like a plaque on it. That's great. It's not the hero's trophy. It's not the heartland trophy, whatever. Like those trophies are just generic, weird things. This is a thing. Love it. It's a little bit extra spicier since Dykes went to the other side. Also, there's some recruiting things where one side was trying to get one recruit and then he went to the other team. Uh, so that that should be fun. Uh, it's always a pretty wild game. I've actually I've so, been to this one. I've been to this one a couple times yeah. since I've lived in Dallas. And it's a lot of fun to go to. The other thing is we're back to Swag SMU. Yeah, I am so happy to see Swag SMU back because, like, as an ACC fan, I cannot and will not ever get behind, like, the U. But Swag SMU doesn't inf- uh, doesn't affect me. So, like, pony up, my friends. Mm-hmm. Full swag. They're back. Yep. <laughs> that early season video of them driving the gold Trans Am across one of the bridges in Dallas just made me so happy. And, like, so I drive away from where I where I work and so many SMU is Dallas's team. Like they're really going in on that. I love their new like Dallas script Dallas stuff that they have on their uniforms. That red, white, and blue looks great. Also speaking of like stadiums that are way too big for teams, SMU used to like back in the day, played at the cotton bowl, which is this giant, like cavernous stadium, but that was their stadium. And after the death penalty, after whatever, they moved on campus finally. And this campus, this, this one's actually right on campus. It's about like three, four miles from the cotton bowl. But it's way more intimate. It's a new stadium. It's got that nice grass lawn, whatever. Because the Cotton Bowl is just like this giant concrete monster of, of old. The but SMU like, stadium was the one that had the giant turf bubble in that that flooding, right? It did. That one oh. flooded. And then all the TCU guys were like, our, our drainage is great, blah, blah, blah. It was That was, again, maximum they're talking, pettiness. They're talking trash about drainage. You got to love this game. Again, irksome. That, that right. thorn in your side. Next one we have is the West Virginia-Virginia Tech game. That is on Thursday? It is on Thursday. You know, we we miss our weeknight maxion, but I guess I'll take this on Thursday. This is two fan bases that are incredibly uneasy coming into this game. West Virginia fans are about ready to launch launch Neil Brown into the sun. And Virginia Tech isn't quite sure where they're landing either. So I don't think anyone ends up happy in this game. I'm going to enjoy this game tremendously. (laughs) Can't imagine why. Can't imagine why. <laughs> no idea why you love this game. Um, it's just, yeah. just a bunch of schadenfreude here. Yeah, this just is you... going to be delightful, especially <laughs> if Brent Brent Pry manages to get Neil Brown fired. Um, no offense to the WVU contingent of our listeners. Um, one of you in particular, you're great. I'm sorry, but also I'm really going to enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hi, Beth. I know you're driving to. Uh, I know you're driving probably to, to class right now, or driving back from class. When you listen to this. Yeah. Uh, if if we get Neil Brown fired, I think I think you'll be okay with it. I don't think anyone actually. I think like all our WVU fa- listeners are going to be fine if Neil Brown gets fired with this game. That buyout is huge, but it it is. It goes down on January one. 
No, no, no. That's the Georgia Tech one. Oh, that's right. Damn. That's right. Getting all these bios confused because the coaching carousel has already started and we're just in week four. This is the Black Diamond Trophy. I, they say it's for Cole because it's like the Cole thing. But I'm not a skier, but honestly, when I think Black Diamond, I think of skiing. I don't think the West Virginia and Virginia Tech fan bases do a lot of skiing. I don't know. Making assumptions. I mean, is there like ski resorts in the, the Appalachian Mountains? Yes, there are some. some. Yeah, there, uh, are some. there are some. The ones that I can think of off the top of my head are in Western Maryland and in parts of Pennsylvania, not in West Virginia, but I'm sure there are some in West Virginia as well. Um, yeah. So, but as the Appalachian adjacent person in the chat, True. this is very much a coal thing, 100%. Cool. So it's not Black Diamond skiing, uh, stupid sexy Flanders, anything like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, going on from there, another ACC classic that isn't a rivalry, but feels like it should be one, Virginia and Syracuse. This is one of those, like, if this was on the basketball court, can you imagine, like, the Virginia defense versus the Syracuse 2-3 zone? Nobody would score. But I, f- I have a feeling in this game it's going to be the complete opposite, I think. There may be a lot of scoring here. When I when I type into Google Virginia-Syracuse without football – it really brings up the last basketball scores. All right, who won? Uh, I figured it's one of those. And then they're orange and blue, uh, the same colors. I mean, same conference. There's, hey, I'm interested again. And we, we still have that, that question that, that nobody can really answer. Is Syracuse good? But if this they win this, this, no, this is a good answer it either. It won't answer it. So if they lose, maybe, I don't know. No, maybe it's I don't, weird. I don't think so either. Because again, like you know, we're we're at that point in the season where the transitive wins have gotten really bizarre. Like they were bad and they gotten worse. Because because ODU dropped one to Virginia last week, and ODU beat Virginia Tech, and so the chain just gets weirder and weirder as it goes around. And now we're at the point where now this is in the dome. Mm-hmm. Virginia's traveling to Syracuse, so yeah. the dome is a rough place to play. We all know that it gets yeah. loud in the carrier. No, not the carrier dome. Whatever it's called, it's now. the carrier dome. No, it's we, pronounced it's, carrier it's, dome. It's, it's, it's pronounced yeah, carrier right. dome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's not Heinz Field. It's Forbes Field. Exactly um, right. No. It's Pitt Stadium, actually. Pitt Stadium. Stadium uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. One thing worth pointing out about Virginia-Syracuse, though, is that they've actually only played five times because right. despite being in the same conference, they are in opposite divisions. So this is just like generally weird. I was trying to think if I remember the last time Syracuse played Virginia. Off the top of my head, I don't. I know that it has to have been since 2013 because Pitt has gotten all the way around the conference in that amount of time, which means that Virginia and Syracuse have to have also. 2015. 2015 was okay. the last time they played. I believe they play, you. They played in 75, 77, 2004, 2005, 2015. Cool. Big, big conferences are so weird. God. Just use pods. Just use pods. We're switching to pods. The ACC is switching to pods. Yes, you are. This is the last yeah, year for coastal, co- coastal chaos. So that's, you know, pour, we'll pour one out for the coastal, but at least y'all will see other teams more yes. than. Now, you guys want to talk about an irksome game. This isn't Texas's biggest rival. This isn't like their second biggest rival, but this is the game that they absolutely dread. Texas is going to Lubbock to play Texas Tech. Texas leads the series 54-17, and the way Texas fans talk about this game, you would think they have lost every time. <laughs> they hate this game so much. Well, I mean, ever since the the Crabtree catch, they yeah. have just despised this game. Ever since that one, it, it, they've hated it. And I'm sure since that point, it's been relatively even. 
I would say. Before that, yes. Texas Tech wasn't always that great. But since that that Crabtree catch with like, you know, one second left uh, against the Colt McCoy, Texas Longhorns. Yeah, that that's the anxiety there because it's always been close. Like Texas hasn't been back. Oh, I said it. Uh, but <laughs> it's on our side. No, but it, it's just one of those. That it's just nobody really likes going to Lubbock. It is the most geographically geographically isolated school in the Power Five. Like it is. it's just several hundred miles from anywhere, from what I hear. Which it it, it is, and in the drive in the drive there, not beautiful. Not gonna not gonna lie to you. It's <laughs> it's kind of just nothing. There's nothing out there. Nothing. I think you remember the George Strait song, like Amarillo by Morning, where he drives mm-hmm. from like San Antonio to Amarillo, which you know Lubbock is essentially on the way. I've made that drive. There is nothing there. Every time I hear that song, I'm just like, oh my god, like this drive is brutal. And he would have been doing this in like the early '90s with like the, there definitely wouldn't have been any radio stations out there whatsoever. I think the closest like football program to Lubbock is is actually in Albuquerque with New Mexico. I believe I think, they I may think actually so. be closer to Dallas though or TCU. I think I think TCU is slightly closer by by a few miles. But yeah, they're they're in the middle of nowhere. There's really nothing. Nothing around Lubbock. You can go to Amarillo and get like a 72-ounce steak challenge. Uh, you could do one of those there and see like the Cadillac Ranch. where. Wait, they... But it's 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 not just the steak, though. You got to no. eat the roll. You got to eat their That's shrimp right. cocktail. You got to eat the salad. It. There's there's other parts that make it difficult. That's right. I, I couldn't do it. This is the battle for the Chancellor's Spurs. So that's a thing. Today on, on Twitter, we saw that... Some tech alums had given eleven million dollars, I think it was, to to tech because they'd sold out this game. And I figured out that that was worth if if you were buying mission tortillas at Walmart, let's say, that's about forty two million tortillas that you could buy to throw this game. And then it became this whole thing about like what's more ballistically sound, flour or corn. They use flour apparently. I was told many times they put a hole in the middle of them because they think that makes them more aerodynamic. I'm not sure. What it has made me want to do is I may go to Walmart tomorrow, buy a couple tortillas, packs of tortillas, and test this. I'll go to the park and just sort of like launch them. The scientific method requires experimentation, requires repetition. All right. I want video of this. Oh, it will be. There'll of be video. You, of you. So they they poke, like they put like a little, like I guess like maybe a quarter size hole yeah. in the, okay. They also That's dry good. them out apparently because you dry them oh, out, right. they, you oh. get a little more. They're, That's right. Like some of them drape them over frisbees, so you get the curve too. Oh man! Yeah, this is I was gonna say this makes sense because you get it more like one of those fris, like the donut frisbees. Like this, this all makes sense to me. I'm not a no. scientist, but I do. Texas Tech has tech in the name for a reason, right? Like That's I right. trust the Texas Tech engineers that came up with all this folklore. They have, they have, they have won. I think, I think one of their big wins was in accounting and wind power. Like they won the wind power championship. And I'm I mean, guessing. It's not like there's anything else to do in Lubbock. I guess oh, they're, they're, in, they're judging meat too, right? They, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. If I if I forget to mention that, I'm going to get yelled at again. Yes, they judge I, meat I too. I saved you. I saved you. They, they are really good at meat judging. I assume they put a tortilla in a wind tunnel and they just <laughs> check the aerodynamic properties of a you know flour versus corn versus a mitad y mitad. No. I wonder if they're I wonder if they're good at like like disc golf. Like it seemed like you. you know if they're good at throwing tortillas, you know maybe with an actual like frisbee mm. or disc. I think they would be probably good at that too. Yeah. How is Texas Tech's ultimate frisbee team? Yeah. I know. I know that. I know that Mizzou won the disc golf 
contest last year, okay. men's and women's. I, I remember this. Oh. Okay. Again, God, that those those graphics will always be burned in my head for like the next year until we replace them for next year. That's right. Um, Shout out game to is WVU's like, cricket team, the most incongruous winner. Absolutely. And the more I find out about them, the more I love that team. The oh, more like TikToks and YouTube videos I see of them, the more I love it. They're great. They're a they're, dynasty. They're fun people. They're yep. great. Yes. Next one. This isn't a rivalry, but I feel like it's going to turn into one. JMU is going to Boone. This is JMU's first year in FBS. They've had a really good year. A really good year so far. And they're going to App State, who came off the win against AM and the Miracle on the Mountain 2 against Troy. This game should be fireworks. I'm very excited. Yeah, the only thing a lot I'm concerned here is that these these kids have gone through like a lot of crazy highs in the first three games, like the emotional North Carolina comeback, falling just slightly short, then taking down AM, and then just winning a game on the last play to defeat like a conference rival. Yep. Now you have to face like a former FCS foe that you used to battle with in the FCS playoffs like many, many years ago. I don't want to, you know, root against it, but I mean, does the magic run out or does it just keep going? Because like Boone is just a special place this year. That's what I'm curious about. Manifesting good things for the good Mountaineers. The good Mountaineers. That's right. According oh, to the. Oh, good <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we love you, I, it was, Beth. It was, <laughs> Again, again, for, 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 for one person who I know is listening to this podcast, sitting in her car, driving in the dark, just cursing out loud. Um, Shaking fist angrily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did because we care. Hey, Beth, right. both, hands, both hands on the wheel, Beth. Both hands right. on the wheel. I really think it was interesting because Parker at Stats of War put up his preview for this. And I asked him because JMU's numbers look better than App State's. Like, like they are higher up in a lot of categories than App State. But he had App State predicted to win by a pretty good margin. And it's because those weren't the original numbers weren't adjusted for opponent. Mm-hmm. So JMU is having a great year against opponents that aren't as good as what App State has played. So yeah. extrapolating out, it looks like App State should win this, not handily, but it should be, again, a good game. JMU has a lot to prove here. App State is still trying to like ride high on this wave, like you said. It should be a great game. And I think they've relegated this thing to ESPN Plus, which is I, I, I'm always watching ESPN Plus. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, same. Wherever you, same. Whatever, wherever you put it, I don't care. I'm finding it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I probably and watch ESPN Plus way too much. That, <laughs> it is on ESPN Plus. I just checked uh, friend of the God. pod, lsufootball.net. God bless. Come on, ESPN. Just put it on the two or something. The next game is another irksome game. Not the main rival, but a game that always makes everyone feel worse coming out of it. Texas A&M and Arkansas, but not in College Station, not in Fayetteville. We're in Arlington, Texas, baby. I hate this game so much on principle, like solely because it's at Jerry World, because Jerry wants it to be at Jerry World. Literally nobody wants this except for Jerry. Play this game on campus. Thank you. It's crazy that even as like, because this was, they were playing this game here before they became conference foes i thought once they became conference this would run out the inertia to put this stupid game not the game is not stupid my apologies to put (laughs) this game at this stupid location just angers me it's a waste it's not a historic neutral site it's not the world's largest outdoor cocktail party it's not red river it's not army navy what are we doing here making jerry money we're we're doing jerry's bidding that's what we're doing here it's jerry's world and we all just live in it 
just like there are websites that will tell you what time mass is at whatever local church where you are. There are time there are websites that'll tell you if you're Muslim when to pray, what direction to pray in. I assume there's a website somewhere that will tell you when blaring sunlight will come in that stupid window at Jerry World. So you know that if you're in that stadium from like three out like from you know a couple hours in the afternoon, you're not gonna be able to see anything. It's a stupid Stupid the the team that's going that one direction. Apparently, they're supposedly drapes that can block the sun, but they never use them. Yeah. That's what somebody said in our mentions. I don't know if it's accurate, but, you know, everything on the internet is correct. It feels real to me. It it feels like that that there's drapes and and Jerry doesn't want the drapes because he's got to let the sun in. I don't don't know. I'm just picturing, like, household curtains, but scaled up so, so large. Yep. Just just like they're, they're ruched at the top. Yes, yeah. they've got a the little bit of ruching. They're nice, yes. you know, good fabric. You went to you went to Joanne's. You got the good fabric. Had them done. Needed lots of fabric because you know, a couple I mean, hundred feet probably. It's a but big window. Play this game someplace else for the love of God. This is a game where A and M usually wins, but in a way that makes them feel very bad about themselves. Gig them. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see this being any different this year. Yeah, I have no opinions on like what the potential outcome of this game is because I would if we had been talking about this game two weeks ago, I would have said that I was like reasonably confident Arkansas would win, but then Arkansas almost lost to an FCS team last week, so I genuinely do not know. Look, when your ex shows up, you do weird things. You start <laughs> acting weird. You start trying to like you go too hard, whatever. That's what happens. And by the end, Arkansas found themselves. They looked over at their coach. They're like, you know what? This is the man I'm with right now. And I'm happy with this man. I don't need, I don't need my ex. He's flashy. He's got the motorcycle, but I don't need him. (laughs) I like my good old pig dad. He's my man. (laughs) Okay. I got nothing to say after that. This next, All right. this, ne- this next one also feels like a rivalry that should exist. There's no trophy or anything, but just emotionally, this feels like a rivalry. Southern Miss at Tulane. This this it, feels like two Southern schools pretty close by. They played every year from 79 to 2010 until hmm. uh, until uh, Tulane left the conference that they were in. And yeah, Hattiesburg and, and New Orleans really maybe like two, two and a half hours away. My sister's a, a Southern Miss alum, so we used to go to these games all the time. Uh, and this would be this would be kind of interesting. Southern Miss basically owns the series relatively because in that time, 79 to 2010, I mean, Tulane was really not very good. And really, they, they struggled to win. And Southern, Southern Miss was one of the top, like, you know, group of five teams in that time frame. So uh, Tulane's projected to win this game. However, Southern Miss head coach uh, Will Hall is the former offensive coordinator of Tulane from, uh, I believe, two years back. So this this should be a little bit interesting. It'll be a homecoming. There wasn't like any like hard feelings when he left. As far as I know, he left Tulane to get his, his own head coaching job there at Southern Miss. So it, it should be a fun game. I hope Tulane doesn't have a letdown after that that big win and and, t- and knocking off Kansas State last week. Was this the the year of three head coaches at Southern Miss when he got that job? No. Was that the, was that the well, year? Was was that the year was, when was, Southern Miss yeah. went to like three head coaches? It was after all of that. That's right. So like had, there was three interims or whatever. It was it was, the, it was the COVID year I think where like the first guy was there got fired, second guy got the interim was there, and then he left to go to Austin P like a yes. week into, like a week later. And yeah. then they hired, I think they hired um, 
No, Not they didn't hire him after the season. They they had another interim, so they okay. had three total coaches, and then he came in after that. Uh, for fans of of Roman history, this is very much like the year of the four emperors. So <laughs> very very similar, except in Hattiesburg, same thing. Really, I asked this question date on Twitter because I wasn't sure about it. Florida Tennessee is happening this week, and I was like, "Is this have a? Is there a trophy or a name with this thing?" And I Googled it and it came up as the third Saturday in September. Now I know for a fact, like I'm, I'm not quite old enough to be cognizant of when the Alabama game was always played in the third Saturday of October. I know that was like a thing, but that's the name mm-hmm. of that game. It is I've, still played on the third Saturday of October. It usually, it usually is. It, it yeah. was occasionally, but it's close. I have never heard of third Saturday in September. Yeah. And that's some, not a thing. The only thing people were saying was like, well, it was in the NCAA, in the, in the NCAA it. games. That's the only thing that I could see. It, it was in the NCAA football games, and, and that's what they called it. But it, it always takes place on this day. It's always the third Saturday in September. I don't I don't necessarily know if it's an official rivalry game. Uh, I mean, like like rivalry named game. Yeah. I know Florida and Tennessee hate each other. But there's, there's other rivals, of course, uh, you know. That, that other teams hate slightly more, but they just don't like each other. And it's a it's one of those point of pride games for Florida to win. But it's always madness. Uh, I, I feel both fan bases kind of dread this game. And both, yes. go in, both go in negative. Like, oh, no matter how we're going into this game, for some odd reason, the other team is just going to win this game. So both fans, both fans hate this game so much because they all think the worst is going to happen to their team. And... A lot of the time it does. Yeah, I really enjoy this game because it's like it's not an anxiety bowl in the way that that Stephen Godfrey means it. It's like a like a creeping dread bowl. Right. Like no matter what Tennessee, like the 98 Vols could be back and Tennessee fans would be convinced that they were going to lose this game. And the same thing, like the mid-aughts Florida teams could be back and Florida would be convinced that they were going to lose this game. Ten out of ten. No notes as a neutral delightful this this is the one that uh steve spurrier always used to have like his true he'd put on his true hate and ass spurrier hat it was his favorite you can't spell t- citrus without ut without UT, that's right right so spurrier was always shooting fire at this one he's like still said, he's still like needles peyton manning with this one like he never beat florida like peyton manning <laughs> two-time super bowl champion you know like how many time nfl mvp never beat florida and spurrier still matter. just keeps prodding doesn't him. matter that's why i would do the exact same thing oh yeah that's it it's they, just irking you that's it they're irking you i'm also i i just put this in the show notes i'm declaring this next game a rivalry vandy alabama week vandy is on fire right now and if they're if they've got a chance to take down the titans it is this time i want to say i believe but i really don't vandy i love you i believe in you but like only so much so i, I believe parker's like projections so Parker's projections, ULM versus Vandy, that ULM had a 0.03% chance to beat Bama. This Not week, zero. Not yeah, zero. that's right. This week, it's 0.09 for Vandy. Okay. So let's like triple, triple the chance. That's right, Vandy. You have triple the chance of ULM to beat Bama, according to these statistics. What, is, what does he have the spread listed as? Uh, I think it's like 49 to like 2. Ouch. I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm see. I'm okay. I, I, the actual spread I'm seeing as 40 and a half. Yeah. I, okay. I, you know what? We're not a betting show. Don't take betting advice from me. I think Vandy covers that. I would take Vandy to cover 40 and a half against Alabama. I'm feeling that anchor of gold. If you're listening, this is me on your side. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I have to say in every podcast, the vaunted Vandy offense. 
Yes. If, if you look, if you look at, uh, uh, was it Parker who put it out or was it CFB numbers? I can't remember. Did an EPA, uh, did like a defensive EPA versus offensive EPA. Vandy is not in their usual spot in the bottom, like the, the bad quadrant. Vandy is slightly in the like all gas, no gr- breaks quadrant. This is a better you team. Love all grass, no breaks, Vandy. I, okay, yes. never mind. I have hope. Go Vandy. <laughs> It'd be fun if it's like a shootout. That'd be great. Like 49 or like. 21 or 28 or something that fun. is a sh- that is a shootout that is honestly nick, got a shootout for nick, alabama yeah nick saban nick saban would be furious he'd get a lot of film to watch but i'd love to see vandy put up like 28 points or something that'd be great i'm gonna declare the sex one of rivalry as well because last year these two teams played twice that's right new mexico state and hawaii last year they played two times once at the island once in las cruces by the way you can do that like a lot of people were surprised by that no that's a thing you can totally do there are no rules against that Teams don't usually do it, but you totally can. There's no rules against a horse playing football. This game is going to be on Flow Sports. And also, this is going to give us a pretty good data point, I feel, about the bottom of FBS. There has been, I've been caught up in a couple conversations and they always loop us in because they like, because we watch teams that are not great sometimes about who's the bottom of FBS. And I keep bringing up like FIU as a team that I think is really hurting this year and a lot of people think hawaii is it i don't think so and i think this game will prove it i think hawaii wins this in las cruises it's gonna be a good one honestly i think they're they're two relatively evenly matched teams hawaii has still not thrown a touchdown pass all year oh god is that Uh, true that is true Uh oh enjoy that note Uh, so (laughs) i i feel all of a sudden a lot worse about my prediction (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to say that. You know, I'm glad you made your prediction before that note. So, oh. yeah, definitely. I feel like it's going to be a great game. It, I, we love these games when, you know, yeah, they're the bottom of, of FBS, but they're two evenly matched teams. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be fantastic. This is what the committee is about. Like, we want to promote games where, hey, it's going to be a great game. Throw out the records. Who cares? You want to watch some entertaining football? Yeah, it may be bad. You know, these teams are evenly matched. I want to see if Hawaii can get their first FBS win since they beat yeah. the Dukes last week. Uh, shout out to the the Dukes backup punter. Uh, I just want to say that I I did post this 14-yard punt. I mean, when you get a backup punter for an FCS team, uh, it's, it's never really a good sign because their punter got hurt in the game. But shout out to the backup punter. With the ref cowering. Yes, trying to cover that's his right. Head. It was great. It was a 14-yard punt. Uh, I mean, this he's like 5'9", 200, w- whatever. Just, I mean, you got a punt you in Hawaii, so unexpectedly, but you did that. You could always take that for the rest of your life. Hey, I, I had a punt in Hawaii once, so. Duquesne got to go to Hawaii, so, like, who's the real winner here? They got paid to go to Hawaii. Paid. Like, Hawaii paid, paid Hawaii. them. Hawaii oh, paid yeah. them, I think, 215000 to go yeah, out there. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to, like... Like a vacation. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't Kent State ride to hell money, but it was good. <laughs> Duquesne stay winning. UMass and Temple is a game that's happening this week. Oh yeah. This is another good data point about the bottom of FBS. You know what? It really is. See, last week I thought I thought Rutgers was going to just like smack around Temple, and they didn't, which tells me Temple may be a better team than I think they are. Because that also may mean that Duke is actually way better than I think they are. And that's a scary thought. We're back to this thing of like, Duke may be good. And that's just emotionally something we're all going to have to deal with eventually. They showed signs of life against Rutgers. I think they should handle UMass. UMass did beat Stony Brook last week to get their first win in the in the second coming of Don Brown, right? The, the Seawolves. Oh, 
Oh, the Sea Wolves. That's right. I, I thought you said She Wolf out of that Shakira song for a second. But, uh, <laughs> look out! There's one in your closet. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm recording in the closet again. So uh, it's <laughs> open up and let her breathe. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. All right, but no. One fun thing about Temple, I didn't realize that Kurt Warner's son is Temple's quarterback. Oh, seriously? Yeah, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner's son is Temple's quarterback. I found that out this week. That was very interesting. I had no idea. Uh, and then, like, somebody sent me a picture of like Kurt Warner and I forgot his wife's name uh, with the short hair. Uh, I forgot yeah, her name. Yeah. yeah, just blanking. But they're there, and he's like, you know, they're doing the. In front of the temple background, so it's it's interesting to know. I I mean, Kurt Warner's son is the quarterback at Temple. I think they should beat UMass pretty well. I don't know how well the offense will go, but I think Temple should relatively handle this. But this is one of those like yikes if you're watching it games, and, and that's where we live. That's where we we like to hide and and we like to watch these games. There'll be something weird in this game, I guarantee. I briefly considered going to this game, uh, but I, yes, I actually have a uh, Temple alum friend and a Wisconsin fan friend who is going to be in town, suggested attending this game to them. And we are electing not to go because the ticket price is a little too uh, rich for our blood. So, wait, wait, wait. How much is a Temple UMass game going for here? I was told that the ticket price via our Temple alum friend was $25. It Whoa. is as low as $9 on StubHub as of there today. We, there we go. That feels, emotionally, that feels more correct. Yeah. 25 is a little, like, you know. A little steep. A little steep for little this year's Temple football. For, for Temple UMass. But $9 on StubHub, is that with or without fees? That, I think, it, that is the, like, quoted quoted fee. So I assume, or quoted cost. So I assume that that is without fees. With wonder, fees, you're probably looking at 25 so I wonder, if you could just, I wonder if you could just show up to the stadium because they're playing in Lincoln Field and, and there's no way that that's sold out that like people would just hand you tickets to go in. It is absolutely not sold out. Having attended a Temple game when they are less bad, it is very much not sold out at the link. Philly guy just handing you a cheesecake. A cheesecake and some Temple tickets. Two Temple tickets put inside of it. That's right. Everyone knows. Go to Penn Geno's. Run- That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, Penn runs that town. We've been. I've been very clear on this podcast that Penn is the best team in that city. I will fight for the Drexel Dragons. I will fight no. for those Drexel Dragons. No nope. Quakers fighting Quakers. Oh. This next one is a game day that was stolen from us. Duke is going to Kansas. Battle of the undefeateds. Battle of the surprise undefeateds. This feels like a college basketball game day. At least I'm told that. Again, my interest in college basketball shows up like. February ish, but I appreciate people who start the start their religion mid football. I just can't do that many things at once. This game should be a lot of fun. I don't think anyone thought that before the season. You're thinking both of them are zero and three coming into this game. Now they're both three and zero. So it's it's very sickos in a good way. I'll say that. So you know you know you hear sickos, you think it's automatically negative because the word sick is in that. But no, this is just like you want to be the sickos guy just watching Duke at kansas like yes like duke at kansas both undefeated come on game day we all tried i mean every like college football account like reddit i think the no context guys i mean everybody's like go to lawrence for this one and this was the one like again if we had a sickos game day show that we could travel or somebody would pay us we'd definitely do that Uh, again we'd be out there 
you know, just out there just celebrating with the, the Kansas football fans. On the bright side, this game is the big noon Saturday game of the week. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, no, great. it's not. I'm sorry. It's on FS1. That's I lied. Oh, no. It's hey, not. whatever. Maryland, Michigan is the, is the big noon Saturday game. This is garbage. Everyone hates fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do we, oh, we all hate fun? Yeah, somebody sponsor us flow sports will travel uh team one sports app i, I don't okay. you have the money there we go uh, the, the, we'll be we'll be we will happily be the flow sports version of college game day yes we could do it we'll we'll do it flow sports we'll we need to lower that monthly price like 20 dollars a month is a little bit too much Maybe no we'll just like, we'll, we'll charge no we'll charge everyone 10 bucks to come and stand behind us the okay. flow sports model <laughs> okay got it i don't have i don't have anything to say about arizona at cal except Arizona, Aussie's coming for you. All That's the Aussies right. are coming for you. Oh, no. Not again. Multi- are you going to generate mul- more? Like, of course I am. The multiverse <laughs> of Aussie is coming for you. <laughs> Iowa at Rutgers should be a rivalry this year. Yes, this God. is the battle of the Aussie punters, and I am so hyped for this. It's in Piscataway under the lights. Under the lights in Piscataway. It's going it to be is- so good. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be just punts. It's going to be, I think, Parker had this at like a 23 point total game, maybe. So it was, it was 1910, be. I see. <laughs> and so the, the original over under was, I think, 35 and a half. And I think that's it's been, dropped, yeah, dropped down to like 32 and a half. That's the move. That, that, that so like all the, all the betters were like, oh, 35 and a half. There's no way. Everybody's taking the under. And then Vegas had to shrink the. <laughs> shrink it down. Uh, we had the graphic. I think I forgot the name of the, the person that that made the graphic, but that was fantastic. I think it was, it, it was actual graphic design person where it's like yes. the two punters and, and it says, it, it said, get punch struck. And I immediately went to the, the song, the ACDC song punter struck, you know, and then somebody actually wrote lyrics to it. And like, I was just like, he's just like punter. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, I was bald. No, I'm just saying, right, I'm going to stop. I can't Beautiful. And just like, I'm like, he had like lyrics. It's like, my drive stalled. And I'm like, <laughs> so just like, I can't sing this at all. And just him actually writing the lyrics. I think it was at, at Hey Jonesy. Uh, definitely <laughs> just beautiful work on writing the version of Thunderstruck for, for Punterstruck. So maybe we have to get some uh, video of, of punts from this game and, and play Thunderstruck behind I'll it. do that. I'll do that. Along, yeah. along with the Kansas at Duke, uh, somebody suggested the Kansas at Duke highlights of football, but we put the round ball rock behind it. Yep, we got that too. Da, 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 yep. da, 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 da. And then, like, you know, da, 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 ba, 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 basketball. Like, or, the or SNL skit. moment. One yeah, shining moment. Shining moment. Now, guys, we're going to get into some heavy analysis here. The Rhode Island Rams are heading to Pitt. Big on the Pitt Panthers. The Roland Rams, of course, are under their ninth season under Jim Coach Jim Fleming. Jim Fleming there is 25 and 58 at the Rams, having a rough time in his ninth season. But, you know, Rhode Island's willing to give people a long leash, do their work there in uh, Providence. Let me double check if that's in Providence. I believe in, so. I think there's only one city in Rhode Island. It's probably, whatever, it's probably Providence. It's fine. Uh, Ooh. What do I know about the Rams? Well, the Rams' colors are Keeney blue, navy blue, and white. And their mascot is named Rody the Ram. So Rody the Ram in his his Ramily, hashtag not that Ramily, is not heading Fordham, no. not Fordham, is heading to Pittsburgh. No. Pit girl, how are you feeling about that? Um, 
it is. I mean, it's an FCS team, uh, but I'm a Pitt fan, so I can't actually casually say that uh, because that has happened. Shout out to Youngstown State. Um, but Big seriously, uh, the, the the main topic of discussion in, in Sicko's committee light for this game is that uh, Nate, Nate Arnell, starting quarterback last week, third stringer, for Pitt, uh, won the game against Western, helped win the game against Western Michigan, and is the ACC Rookie of the Week. I found out actually after that game or during that game that he had not seen any live game snaps since he was a junior in high school. <laughs> but the best part is why. And he didn't play as a senior because he broke his thumb. He got in a fight with a linebacker. And the actual quote is Pat Narduzzi on Nate Yarnell's injury from senior year of high school. Quote, got in a fight with a linebacker and broke his thumb. So he's got leadership qualities. He didn't crumble. He wasn't nervous. He fights linebackers. He looks nice and mild-mannered, but he's angry inside. 10 out of 10, future Heisman winner. Right here. You heard it here first. So pit. So gritty. A gritty, a gritty boy. Lunch pail, the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Go pet. If I could get in the mind of, of Narduzzi, I, I don't want to get trapped there. Like one of Don't do movies. that. No, don't no, do I that. Don't. No, I, I'd probably get trapped. Never mind. I, I take being, it back. I don't want to get in Narduzzi's mind. No, and I'll, being, I'll being John, it's going to be a being John Malkovich this. Uh, <laughs> worth noting also that Pat Narduzzi played for Rhode Island. So that is oh. probably why Rhode Island got scheduled. Yes. It's a hate is game. He, is he going to throw the game? <laughs> Given no. it up for a What's the spread? That's that's we're gonna take the the Rhode Island Rams, and, and there's other <laughs> cities in, in in Rhode Island. How dare you not know Warwick, there's, there's Rhode Island? No, uh, how there's, dare Newport, you? there's Newport too. I just thought, I just right. thought of more. How dare Rhode you not Island? know North Providence? In the interest of full <laughs> disclosure, uh, Rhode Island is in Kingston, Rhode Island, which I have never heard of. Uh, you want to talk about a game that's going to get lost and a game that actually is our favorite kind that we just talked about earlier, Mac versus Mountain West, Michigan sorry. State. Sorry, Michigan State. Oh, my God. I'm going to get people <laughs> so mad at me. Did they get the money for the match? I'm going to trim, trim, trim the shit out of that one. No, you're uh, keeping that. Come on, you're keeping it. We gotta love the mistake. Michigan State, the MAC team, they got demoted last week after Washington beat them pretty all handily. Compla- all no, complaints, okay. please be directed to at Big Game Boomer. Well, at Big Game Boomer, that's our that's okay. our complaint account. <laughs> okay, definitely do it. Well, Western Michigan, clearly what go. I meant. There we Western go. Michigan. I was gonna, and I was also gonna casually say what city they're in, but I'm so afraid of being wrong now that I'm like, no, Pitt was just there. Kalamazoo. Cal- Cal- as, as I was gonna, I was gonna say, I see. I was gonna be like, oh, that's an Ypsilanti. Clearly, that would just. Oh, I, would, I'm just gonna, I was gonna make everyone angry. Your God. And I would have said, no, it's in Mountain Pleasant, but you know. Uh, yeah, Western Westerns going to San Jose State. This is the construct the stadium that still has only half a stadium because they're under construction. It's a late game. This should be a lot of fun, but it's gonna get lost. We'll watch it. it. It's gonna be on CBS SN Sports Ooh. Network. So we'll get the CBS music for this. Which is great. <laughs> we'll we'll get it. Like they'll go to commercial and it'll be like ridiculous CBS music, which I mean, we love that, of course. This is the one where I think their construction is not going to be completed until the beginning of 2023, the football yeah. season. It's so it's still ways. on the construction. And we, we will still, if we see any photos where there's like construction equipment there, we'll 
we'll wonder if any of the, the, the construction people actually like hide out in their equipment just so they can catch the game. We should keep uh, an eye out for that at Oregon State too. They're they're well, under construction, not near not nearly as bad as San Jose State is. Well, but yeah, we may not be able to watch Oregon State because it's on the Pac-12 network. But you know, again, how do you take your best teams and bury them on a station that I have to turn my VPN on? <laughs> it's it's like it's like I'm trying to watch like Eurovision again. I have to turn on my VPN. Pretend that I'm like in Albania to watch the Pac-12 network. <laughs> Jesus, you use Christ. Albania? Yeah, I feel okay. I, I I always choose this like weird Eastern Bloc country. I'm, I'm I'm gonna piss off our Albanian listeners now. I gotta double check if we have any. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, the Swedes that listen to us uh, and uh, Fens, no Fens, we got tons of Fens too. Fens, tons of Fens. Swedes, some Dutch folks. Korfball, Korfball, of course. Korfball, Korfball, Korfball. Yes, yeah, we uh, said it. I, I always, yeah, I always pick some Eastern European country. It just, it feels more aligned with what I'm doing. So I pick some Eastern European country and then like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a dude from Bosnia and I'm watching OS, the Oregon state football, just so that someone at the Pac-12 network is going to look at their stats and be like, <laughs> the hell is happening here. Boss, we got to We got to do more Balkan content. The Pac-12 Sorry. needs more Balkan stories. We got, we got Balkan lists. We got people, the Balkans just watching. It's like crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the last one we're going to preview, if you could call it a preview, Miami of Ohio, the UOH, is going to Northwestern. Can Northwestern win a game in the U.S. this year? It's not a trophy game, so I say no. Well, the Red Hawks fought pretty hard with with Cincy when Did. they were playing in the in the Bengals stadium for some reason. I still don't know why that happened. But that's also, but like that, that that's a deep cut rivalry. This is again, yeah, this that is, is not an rivalry. actual rivalry. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Northwestern just lost to an FCS team. Uh, there's no trophy at stake for for Patty Fitzgerald. Can the Red Hawks do it and make Northwestern one and three? That that'll be. If somebody was saying Pat Fitzgerald's on the hot seat. I'm like, there's no way this dude is no. on the hot seat. Like he's oh. he's coach for life. Like he's only 47. They're not firing him until he retires when he's 73. Yeah, I, he he's Kirk Ferentz 2.0 in some ways. We want to talk about a couple more things. The Big Ten coaches video that released today. That was weird. That was that was very strange. It was a it was a video where the Big Ten coaches had to pick a celebrity to play them in a movie. And so there was some interesting answers. Brett Bielma said that he wanted Kevin Costner, even though he did admit that he's probably past that now. Patty Fitzgerald, of course, he wanted he wanted Tom Cruise. Jim Harbaugh wanted Brad Pitt, along with uh, the Purdue coach Jeff Brom. Mel Tucker wanted Denzel. And then at the, you get to the end of the video. It's Wisconsin head coach Paul Christ or Christ or whatever. I can't even Christ, say it right. Christ. I know he's former Christ. former Pitt coach, so I, I said it wrong. He just looks at the camera. He's like, "They would never make a movie about me." And I'm like, "That is so." I felt so bad. I'm like, "Come on, Paul. We we love he's you." Right. That's no, that's, he's that's right. That's such a he's that's generic such a, man. Yeah. So I saw a suggestion from Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter, and he said Kevin James as Paul Christ. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Actually, actually, Kevin James is Burt Bielema. I'm just saying. Oh. Like, 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 get Kevin back in like his Paul Blart form. Oh, yes. And and I'm feeling like that's that's gonna work with me. Or or Kevin James in his Sean Payton form in that god awful movie that I actually watched on Netflix. I had I still haven't seen it. I can't you do asshole. it. You I'm have a, to watch I'm you a, have a, to watch No, it. I'm a Saints fan. I am not watching that shit. I am not watching that shit. I am they not all, doing it. They all throw up together. It's hilarious. No, I can't again, you with the puke and like the puke six. That is true. Yeah. And I'm not like puke humor, vomit. I am like 
Oh, I can't do it. I don't know what it is. Like, I get that over empathetic. Like, you're throwing up, and I'm like, uh, I, I kind of want to throw up too because apparently. Now, <laughs> what I want from this, though, is I want an Avengers type team up movie with all of these actors that they chose playing them. But that means Brad Pitt has to pull double duty and we'll, we'll, we'll green screen it where okay. Brad Pitt is both Jim Harbaugh and Jeff Brom in the same scene. There, there was a coach that was missing. Yes. Who might be missing from a big tin video. Hmm. hmm. I wonder who that could possibly be. Show us the Scott Frost cut. We know it's there. You recorded this months ago. Yep. Show us the Scott Frost cut. You cowards. We're not going to steal this from, well, we, so we got this story from The Athletic, and I forget who broke it at The Athletic, but in all of Herm Edwards getting fired at Arizona State, we may have ourselves WikiLeaks Park too. There has been ale- allegations that staffers were leaking game plans to opponents to get Herm fired sooner. Jordan B. on the Moon Crew Discord has labeled this scandal Sparky Notes. <laughs> That's that's beautiful. That's which that's is high quality. Absolutely beautiful. When I tried to type it into the the uh, show notes doc, it, it automatically wanted to autocorrect to Spark Notes. But uh, no, it's Sparky Notes for sure. This scandal will overtake. So this is going to be so big. It's going to overtake just like how WikiLeaks overtook everything. Should be interesting. It, it it's a rumor now. It, it may get a little bit more play, but that that's kind of crazy that they wanted him to go and they were just like here. Here, this is what they're going to try to do. I don't know. Uh, that that's that's kind of a little mutiny on Herm's hands there, I guess, so to speak. Like a lot of our ASU folks who are adjacent to us had told us that like things were starting to get. There was like the weird the violations for like COVID visiting like back in two thousand in twenty twenty, and like it had it started to sort of like rot from inside. And mm-hmm. I don't think anyone knew how bad it was. Really, we could sort of guessed, but we're not. You know, we're. We are we are sports media adjacent at best. Yes, at best. At best. So we didn't know like how bad it was, and then all of a sudden, it's. It, 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 I think it's going to come out more and more that like, I, fingers crossed, not like anything serious allegations, or whatever, but like just like the whole program was just rotting from the inside. Did anything ever come of all the theorization that like the AD was on the field talking to him, like he was getting fired, like literally tarmacked, but like on the field? Because there was a lot of that floating around on Sunday as well, because there's a video of like him standing there talking to the AD immediately after the game. I didn't so, see that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a video after, and I think Godfrey and then I on the account, I, like we, we wanted one of those John Boy breakdowns. Yeah. To see if they could read the lips. And, read and lips, I yeah. tried and I tried to read the lips myself. I mean, the, the only thing that I really could read well is is the Syracuse girl going, that's so fucking stupid. But <laughs> uh and then the other guy going, woo. Uh but woo. no, it 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 seemed like they wanted to go have a talk after this. And I think Herm's first words I can I could uh make out from his lips is like they they whipped our butts out there tonight. <laughs> And and then like the hand placement on the back, that's like body language. Like, are they oh. breaking up? And then I think Herm was like, "Okay, let's go talk about it back here." Oh god! So I don't. It, I mean, that's what he said at the end. I don't know. I couldn't see there. And then there was like the one guy that was looking down when he gave him a handshake. So I mean, just like the body language expert, 
that you want to read when like somebody's on the stand with like a jury or something like that. We're overanalyzing the AD, you know, school president and, and Herm interaction right at the end of the game. And in the background, you can see the Mac pirate flag just going across <laughs> the back of the screen at the same time. So it's just a, a great... I don't know. It's fun to watch. You definitely got to check it out, Jordan. We've all been in that situation with someone who we cared about that said, we need to go talk. Right. And so they told Herm we need to go talk. And so Herm Herm knew. Herm had that feeling. Hopefully Herm enjoys his his retirement or whatever TV show he goes and talks on for a little bit. I did want to shout out uh, one of our followers, Bradley Bellhaver, Bellhaver. I'm sorry, I don't know the pronunciation of your name. We we tweeted that we were going to renew our Flow Sports account to watch the Hawaii at New Mexico State game. And that was dead serious. Honestly, dead serious. Oh, yeah. We're going to do that oh. for sure. We're going to watch that. I, I'm going to watch that game. In, in this situation, he... Uh, decided to donate the monthly fee for the Flow Sports account for the Sickos Committee to our, our Venmo and our Twitter profile. And so that's the first donation that we've ever had to our Sickos Committee Venmo. So we just wanted to shout you out, Bradley. Thank and, you, thank and, you. And thank you so much for that. Hey, Kamish, are you going to show your feet? <laughs> On the, I, I, There was a lot of tweets for that. <laughs> so, I mean... I did say that I, I would put it on my sick, sick only fans. There we go. <laughs> So <laughs> if, if that's what our account is missing, it's more feet, it's, just feet uh, in general. We got to branch please. out. We got to add feet. I'm going to have to get a pedicure, army streamer honestly. guy. Go on sickos committee. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to definitely have to get a, a pedicure. If I decide to do that, I'll just put it that way. Okay. So the last thing we want to talk about, and we'll just do it shortly is the past couple of days. I have started posting charts and graphs more so on the account. And the part that has made me very happy is that I'll skip the technical explanation about what I'm doing. But basically the idea that these are clustering quarterbacks teams together, teams or whatever together, but I'm not giving really information about what I'm actually clustering together. And it's driving people insane and it's making me so happy. I'm just, it just makes me very happy. I, I immediately look and I'm like, I'm trying to find, you know, like, ULM. I'm trying to find other teams. I'm trying to find their quarterbacks. I'm trying to find, you know, who is is one. I think Anchor of Gold got the got the the good point cross about the quarterback one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he was like red, bad, green, good, blue, yes, haha, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that seemed accurate there. But the other data points that you you've thrown out there just to drive our, our our Twitter followers crazy. The one that you put out with the teams. That, there was that so one was many, great. That was great. So many of the followers were like, oh my God, I am way too close to Colorado. This is not good. <laughs> my team is way too close to Colorado. And I don't even know what the data is. I have no idea what the data is. He's not telling me. I don't know. But it's it's fun to just like look at everybody's reaction. And and, and Parker Stats of War, he's just like, this is the best data I've ever seen. This is great. And I described it to someone else as like a stew of all these other variables. And I'm just not going to tell you what I put in it. And so. So he's making. It, you're making stats gumbo over here. I'm make, making stats gumbo. And the best part is that those 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 are unlabeled. Those axes are labeled with just like component one, component two, or dimension one, dimension two. And so all you see is your team next to other teams. On one of them, the one I posted this evening, A&M is like right next to- I think A&M was really close to ULM. And that it's, was yeah, probably, it's, it's A&M, yeah, it's, it was, Middle Tennessee, Mitsu, Nevada- Louisiana Monroe, Wyoming, Toledo, Houston, Notre Dame, Akron, <laughs> Boston College. And like 
just driving people up the wall. And that's amazing. I'm a big believer. I don't make up things. I'm not going to post random lists of like stuff that I feel not my top (laughs) 50 greatest game day experiences, whatever, but I will take data. I will use it poorly. I will throw it into a wood chipper and I will post the results like they matter. I will never say that they matter. I'll be very honest with what I'm doing, that, that this is bad process. Garbage in, oh, garbage out. Literally garbage in, garbage out. What is that? And, is that Gigo instead of LIFO and FIFO? Exactly. Uh-huh. It's okay. garbage in, garbage out. It's Gigo. literally what right. it is. But but Gigo? it makes no. oh. it makes me it makes me so happy that it just drives people up the walls trying to be like, what does this mean? Why are these groups together? Oh my god, why am I in this group? Just, oh, it makes me so happy. I'm just picturing the followers out there with the red string trying to like Yes. Un, un-gumbo the gumbo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we how do we return to the original data set based off of this visualization? I'm always happy. There are like I love the college football stat heads. They're people I really look look up to. Bill C, of course, is like the one that we all look up to because he was the first one to really bring advanced analytics into football, college football. And what I'm doing is literally just like fart jokes <laughs> with data. Like, like it is the fart jokes version of what he does. So I'm gonna keep posting these things. And being like, hey, these these teams are definitely in the same category. Figure out and what that category is, y'all. You should put like Oski in there somehow. I will. Pit girl, you got anything else for tonight? It is eleven forty two Eastern. No. Oh, that's right. It's late. <laughs> Shit, sorry. She's like, we're so late here. I need I need to go to bed. Commission, you got anything else? Sickos committee no, after uh, dark. Sickos committee after dark. That's right. We had a weather delay today. No, uh, no. Thank you for listening. Whoever's listening to this, we have no idea who listens to this podcast. I know exactly who listens to this podcast. I have have the map. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Beth. All right. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth again. That's right. Shout out to my friend, Andrew, who who made me say we were the loudest table. Uh, So I appreciate that. We're we're still mad we didn't win the free pitcher of beer when we clearly were the loudest table at karaoke. I'll just say that. Clearly. We were. I mean, this is. It was bullshit, and we're still mad about it many, many years later. So that was apparently our week four preview. We will see you guys after this weekend's over, and we will see what happens this weekend. Thank you so much.